Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. Hey, it's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. And I know the restrictions have been easing slightly and you've probably been dying to book into your local restaurant or coffee shop or, or pub or your local pennies at 2am in the morning. Yeah, that's exactly what I did last night. And you know what? Probably down to boredom and loneliness because I'm going home to my cat and I thought, well, do you know what? This way, a little bit of shopping in other company is much nicer. 100%. I mean, I think we all realise now that this year has, has reminded us we are incredibly social beings. We all hate lockdown. We all hate isolation. We do what we have to do and fingers crossed we can now find some normality in 2021. But it turns out that a new study has shown that your brain can act in a similar way when you are lonely as is when you are hungry. So, you know, the hungrier you get, you kind of get cravings, but the more isolated and alone you are, the kind of more you crave interaction with other people around you. Really interesting study done over in the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Uh, And to explain a little bit more about how isolation has affected you and people around you, one of the lead authors from that study, Dr. Livia Tomova, joins us on the line now. Dr. Tomova, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, we're doing really well. Now, this study was obviously very interesting because I've heard lots of um, studies done on loneliness and how it affects us, our health, our mental health and so on. But it's being compared now to hunger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, in the study that we did, we were interested in how the experience of craving for social contact is represented in the brain. And um, we wanted to compare it to the experience of craving food because this is kind of a neural signal that we already are so we already know that quite well because it has been researched a lot but we don't really know how our craving for social contact is represented in the brain so we wanted to see whether we could identify it and whether we could compare it then to something that we already know how that looks like so what we did was that we asked people to come into our lab and spend a day in a room in our lab without any social contact and then we scanned their brains when they looked at pictures of their favorite social activities And then we also asked the same people to fast for a whole day um, on another day and then scanned their brains when they looked at pictures of their favorite foods. And we were specifically interested in one brain region that is sort of the core of our motivation system. Essentially, the idea is that it's firing whenever we want something. And what we found was that this brain area responds in very similar ways after fasting as it does after isolation. So when people were isolated, the brain region showed higher activity in response to pictures of other people. Um, But when they were fasted, 
um, it showed the same kind of activity in response to pictures of food. That's really, really, it's really interesting and it's really insane to see such a, a marked response that we're, we're craving other people and crave as bad as we would be when we're on a, you know, we're restricting our social interactions and there's a biological impact to that. Yeah, I think we were also um, sort of really thrilled about this result. And I think one sort of general takeaway of this study is that it, it sort of highlights how important being connected with others is for humans. So sort of if already one day of being alone makes our brains respond as if we had fasted the whole day, it sort of suggests that our brains are very sensitive to the experience of being alone. Does that suggest then that obviously we can't live without food, so we can't live without human connection? Well, it might be something that is suggested by this research, yes. I mean, we, I think we need more research on that, but I think we do show how sort of basic our need for social contact is. And it actually fits quite nicely with um, previous research that has been done in animal models where animals have been deprived of social contact over longer durations. And we see really sort of very detrimental effects in, in social species um, whenever that was done. So it does suggest that not being with others is really something that, that is very harmful in, in a social species. Do you worry that there might be significant damage done via the lockdowns? I know we had to do the lockdowns and to be honest with you, it, it helped obviously reduce spread during the coronavirus outbreak. But mm. it, it, would you be worried that there might be other either negative side effects that we might see in loads of countries around the world from these really strict lockdowns and restrictions? Well, I think that um, in these times where we have to undergo social distancing, um, it is something that we maybe have to pay special attention to. So pay, pay attention to people's well-being um, if they have to spend time in isolation. So many people are spending isolation with their families or they're able to stay connected over social media. So mm. they might not experience this social distancing as that aversive. But other people might not have access to that. And for those, it might be a very extreme form of being deprived of social um, contact. So I think... We just sort of, I think it, it's, a, it's a topic that needs to be paid attention to um, during this current crisis as well. Is there a certain time frame that people will start getting these effects mentally and physically from isolating themselves from others? Is it like, is there a time frame, like a week, a month? Does, obviously it gets worse the longer you're without contact, but is mm. there a time frame? Well, we don't quite know, also mainly because there isn't much research on, on these things in humans. So our study was actually one of the first that looked at these processes in the human brain. Um, but we, we know like what has been studied so far is, um, is social, how social isolation affects the brain in animal models and actually mostly rodents. Um, and here there are some suggestions that it is true, yes, the longer the isolation lasts, the more harmful it seems to be. Um, and also one thing that seems to be really important is the, the time... Um, the time in development when isolation occurs. So at least from animal models, um, we know that it looks like if isolation, like if the animal is exposed to isolation when it's really young and undergoing development, it seems to be more harmful than in the adult animal. But again, it's kind of hard to directly translate this kind of research to humans. And that's also one of the reasons why we actually wanted to do our study was to sort of see whether all these things that we see in the animal model actually are something that we can also 
see in the human brain. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it'd be really interesting to see. And the fact you talk about, you know, younger people, I've read some stuff before about, uh, what's it, attachment theory and different things like that, where if, you know, a young toddler is left without very much interaction and they're isolated, they physically mightn't develop as much, their language centres mightn't develop as much, their mm-hmm. reading and comprehension might be years behind other people. So I think, as you mentioned, it's a fascinating area that still needs to be explored a little bit more. And, and I'm sure it will be, but what other areas do you think would be the first or important areas to explore? Like, are you planning any follow-on research from this study? Yeah, absolutely. So the one thing and one question that we kind of were starting to ask ourselves um, based on our research findings uh, was that, well, what kinds of like social contacts actually satisfy our social needs? So, for example, we all have social media and a lot of people now interact over social media. Um, so how does that or is it, is it possible to satisfy our social needs with social media interactions or any like virtual interactions? Are these sort of, can, can these be maybe enough or, or um, similar to the real experience? And there is actually some indication that this, at least for some forms of virtual social interaction, this might be the case. So um, there's research showing that some like very important elements um, that make social interactions um, sort of rewarding for us are also like are, are there also when we um, interact virtually. So, so things like sharing eye gaze or, or sharing something important of our, ourselves so, or receiving support from someone. So these are things that are um, sort of components of a rewarding social interactions. And we do see this um, in social media interactions, um, at least for some so I think one, and we don't really know, however, like like what social media really does to our like social interactions and these things. So there's a lot of like there's a huge gap in research on that. So I think one one very interesting next step would be then to study well what is it about social interactions that that makes them like satisfying and what kinds of interactions actually are rewarding for people. Did you look into any like different age groups? Because I can imagine that you know, the younger age groups that have kind of grown up with social media, that's how they communicate with their friends anyway. But for, you know, even our age and upwards, we were used to kind of meeting face to face, going to coffee shops, whatever it might be. And that change now when we're isolated at home and we have to do everything online might have a, a more negative effect on us. I think that's a very interesting question. We don't really know. Um, and there is, I mean, the, the current research indicates exactly that, that some like current like teenagers are very used to interacting over social media. And that's also a reason why possibly for those teenagers, like being now experiencing social distancing might not be as harmful because they still are able to interact with their friends virtually. And that's actually how they would interact with them anyway, in, in most cases. Yeah, so I think there might be a component um, that is related to age and our previous experiences with social media. But again, we don't really know yet how that actually like interacts. Yeah, I said there's a ton of stuff there and 2020 has opened up a whole new, a whole load of new areas to, to research and to study. But it is really interesting. Um, Dr. Livia uh, Tomova, sorry, Dr. Livia Tomova, who conducted this study. Is there anywhere people uh, can go online to check out some of the research or work that you're doing? So it's tomova.scripts.mit.edu. Yeah, you can also just Google my name and it comes up. <laughs> Grant, we'll, we'll share out that link as well anyway. But we uh, appreciate you giving up your time this evening. And uh, thanks for popping on FM 104. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.